You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a fantastic day. 402 342 1290. If you would like to uh, join the conversation at any time, and I am super excited to be joined here on America's Healthcare Challenge by uh, two great folks here in the heartland uh, uh, doing some really good grass efforts uh, efforts to uh, help some folks, uh, in particular the children of the South Sudan. Uh, we've got uh, Bui Tut, who is the executive director of Aqua Africa, as well as Kelly Crowell uh, with my little patient here to tell us a little bit about what they've been up to and uh to, to help you understand uh, the mission of their organization and if if it's something that you, that you believe in might be able to uh, help contribute to uh, as we go on down the line. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great, great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're so glad that you, you, you're here and uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, didn't eat too much. I know I, I did a little bit, but uh, I'm kind of burning it off now. Um, <laughs> Bowie, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, you know how how, uh, how how we got to this point? Where are you from originally, and um, you know what brought you to the United States? Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, I did eat too much um, yes. during Thanksgiving, so I think everybody should do that. Um, I'm from South Sudan, East Africa, and South Sudan is the world's newest nation right now. We got our independence in 2011. Um, I grew up in a small village there called Mairut in northeast um, South Sudan. And when I was about eight years old, my family and I moved over to um, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, because my father served in the army for the SPLM, Sudanese People Liberation Army. And um, he served about three years in prison for his political stance when we were in Ethiopia. And after three years prison, um, there was a coup in the country and a new government took over, of course. And we were fortunate enough to have asylum here in the United States. So we came over here as political asylees, my family and I. To Omaha? or Well, initially we went to Minnesota um, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, it would be a good place to be. And it was, but it was just a bit too cold. Oh, so yeah. So we I moved down here to Nebraska and nothing changed. Well, that's true. But, you know, Minneapolis is pretty rough, especially when their whole downtown's connected by skywalks, so you don't have to go outside. <laughs> that should have been a sign, but we didn't catch it. <laughs> so um, what do you think has been the biggest uh, difference between living in the South Sudan and, and the United States, obviously, except for the weather, opposed to the weather, you know? Yeah. I mean, the weather is just an indication of the big difference, but one of the big differences is what's available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, as a new country, South Sudan... Um, South Sudan doesn't have, you know, proper infrastructure, of course, um, doesn't have, um, what was it, all the civic sectors that we need. And, of course, the government isn't really fully functioning. So those those things were vastly different for me coming from South Sudan and coming to the United States, um, just seeing what's available to you as as a person here. I mean, as being an American citizen now, which I've been for about three years and my experiences here in the United States, it's just been the education, um, the healthcare that's available to you. I know you mentioned that earlier about healthcare, but it's just 360 difference, um, or 180 difference, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, between South Sudan and here, so. Right, and um, what about water? Is that a big big issue too? Well, and water um, ties into that directly. I, I remember when I was a little kid, um, because we I grew up three miles away from uh, the Nile River, 
my mother and I would walk to uh, my mother and my brothers would walk over to the river and collect water and it took probably half the day is three mile walk and water most people don't know this but it's a heavy thing to bring back mm -hmm. so my mother would struggle bringing that and then once you even bring it the water is direct surface water mm -hmm. so there's a lot of stomach parasites a lot of stomach aches headaches and things of that that's associated with um, consuming um, consuming non-treated water mm -hmm. so I mean it's direct health implications to um, to people that consume it so one without a doubt I mean people are uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't know I don't know want to know what's going into the Missouri River yeah. <laughs> over here for example <laughs> because it's a uh, probably some some not some good stuff but um how did the uh so the organization that you're the executive director of aqua africa uh can you give us a little bit about uh that organization um who started it did you start it or, or when did it begin yeah so a friend of mine like i said I, i've been in uh, the u.s for quite some time mm -hmm. when i was here i came when i was 11 years old and um, i graduated from the university of nebraska at omaha and during my graduation is uh, right about the time we we're getting our independence. So I wanted to go back to South Sudan and support our, um, what was it, our new country in any way. And one of the things I wanted to work in is in the water sector. So I went and um, applied for a job at Charity Water. And part of that was to go back to South Sudan and be a country director. And I was talking to that guy and the guy t asks me, so uh, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from South Sudan. Um, from what part of South Sudan? Like, you wouldn't know this. It's a small, tiny village in South Sudan. The guy goes, yeah, we do know that village. Um, we actually did a project. And when I was a little kid, I remember we used to always walk to the river. And there was one time where um, like a group of guys came and drilled us a water well. And that half a day that we spent, carry, I mean, walking to the river and consuming that water changed. And that was the first time I've ever seen clear water. Mm. It usually looked like the Missouri River, you know, consuming it. And that was the first time I seen clear water. And about six months later, the water well breaks. And my family, like my mom and I, my father was off at war. My mother and I and my brothers had to now walk back to the river. And then the guy tells me in the interview, he's like, yeah, but we never went back. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. And that was the day I thought, well, why don't we do something different? Mm -hmm. So Aqua Africa's approach right now is we drill one water well for about 250 uh, people. And when we drill wa a water well, we um, help them elect what we call a micro-democracy. We put up boxes and they elect six or seven people to run as a committee to charge um, small fees for the water well mm -hmm. and then also um, govern the water well. And as part of that, we use that for maintenance and we set up banks. So basically it's sustainability. We want the people to have this ongoing and I don't want people to go through what my mother and I went through mm -hmm. where our water well breaks and you go back to the river. So that's that's really how we started Aqua Africa. Hmm. Wow, that's a really neat story. And how long ago has it been around? We, um, we founded the organization in 2006 doing research and development, but mm -hmm. operations started in 2011. Mm. That's when we drilled our first water well. Wow. Okay. That's got to be pretty difficult task to drill drill a well, isn't it? I mean, it's a very difficult task in terms of you know just planning, execution, and um, even implementation. But one of the good things about being in Omaha, we had a lot of support, a lot of professional support that were able to donate their time, you know, mm -hmm. to our organization and not just financially support the organization. So that made it a lot easier to have experts um, guide us through the process. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And um, 
Well, it looks like your organization's uh, evolved uh, quite a bit, and you've got uh, one of your partners here as well, uh, mm-hmm. Kelly. Uh, welcome to to the show. How, how did you get uh, introduced to Bowie here? Uh, well, Bowie and I actually had both worked for the Boy Scouts of America before we had kind really? of branched off and started um, our own nonprofits. And I'd been kind of involved with the healthcare sector mm-hmm. um, and had gotten involved with some other agencies after the earthquake in Haiti and was one of the responders that was on the ground um, mm-hmm. after the 2010 earthquake. And uh, met our CEO, Alistair, who's out in D.C. I'm in D.C. now, too, but I am an Omaha native. Um, when we were actually doing some medical relief work about two years ago in Ethiopia. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So so you live in D.C. now? I do you, live in okay. D.C. now, yeah. Just back for the holidays? I am, yep. How do you like it out there? Is it nice? Uh, you know, there's just there's no, no place like home, mm-hmm. you know. So what what's on the horizon, you guys, for um for for uh, for the future of the organization? You've got some really neat things. It looks like uh, on the you know on the horizon. Yeah. Well, and um, so last year was the first year we wanted to, like I said, we drilled about um, one well for two hundred and fifty people. Mm-hmm. And again, um, the generosity of Omaha really stood out because we had a company approach us called Lamp uh, Nearson. They're an engineering firm out. Um, in West oh, I know them. Yeah, they're yeah, good Lamp people. Renierson. I did a speech at their building once. So, oh yeah, yeah, they're fantastic people. Mm-hmm. And Mike McMeekin, actually, he was just in guy. the World Herald yesterday, um, wanted us to build water systems, small scale water systems, and he thought you know this would transform South Sudan's. You know, instead of a hand pump well, which takes several minutes, just with a couple of seconds, mm-hmm. they could get the water through um, a water system. So we said that's a great idea. So we actually built one last year, a prototype, and it worked very well um, in South Sudan. And we approached another organization here called Healing Cutty Foundation. Mm. They also started by another South Sudanese, was involved in healthcare. They wanted to build um, a pediatric hospital in South Sudan, the first pediatric hospital. So we thought, okay, like how could we work together? They said, basically, we need a water system for the hospital. Without that, it can't function. And then also, um, I know Kelly and um, my little patient work with um, providing, you know, providing materials for small-scale clinic. So really, there's a synergy going on be- between the three organizations. And we said, well, you know, this is going to be kind of a this is going to be a big task to take on, but it's something we can um, we can do because we have the talents and we have the specific roles of each organization mm-hmm. for us to be able to collaborate and take this on. So um, next year, over um, these next two years, we want to put together two hospitals, one in Kajukeji, South Sudan, and then the other one, Numle, South Sudan. They'll serve about 40,000 people a year. And, I mean, that will be the um, – there's one major hospital in South Sudan these will be the other two hospitals. Wow. So can you talk a little bit more in depth about um, how, how, how you, your organizations came together to, to put this together? Um, uh, the, this pe- is a pediatric hospital and a two towers project? Is that? Yeah. Well, the two tower project is actually two water towers for the, two, for the pediatric hospital oh, okay. and the normal hospital. But I'll let also Kelly talk mm-hmm. a little about it as well. Yeah. So I had heard um, about the project from Bowie. Um, about a month ago, and uh, my little patient's very focused on um, sustainability and looking at causes that contribute to illness and trying to correct at the root level so that it's not an ongoing issue. Um, and we were just, with the our vision of sustainability, we really wanted to be part of, 
of this project and especially with uh, children because, uh, you know, that's where they can start developing some really good behaviors and healthy habits. And with the water, that's that's something that we know contributes to illness so much around the planet that having clean water, we can eradicate a lot of mm-hmm. lot of illness that way. So mm-hmm. we're excited to be a part of the project. So what are some of the other things that my little patient does? Um, well, we're actually working on getting um, our first mobile clinic that was designed um, up to uh, to work with the Standing Rock Sioux um, in North Dakota. There's been a lot of you know controversy around the pipeline and everything, and we don't necessarily have any stance on that. But we do know that they have about 15,000 residents um, just in Standing Rock, and they only have two physicians. So right. there's a, a very great need that's going on up there right now without a doubt um and then chronic diseases are are very prevalent as well oh yeah their their health statistics are are pretty bleak right well and for the for the hospitals too i mean now we have the specific roles the first one actually healing cutty foundation with the construction aspect of it the hospital itself aqua africa building the um water system when we approached uh my little patients the thing about sustainability, I think the important aspect is once you build a structure, you have to supply it with the necessary materials mm-hmm. in the hospital itself. And a lot of the times that's the one that's overlooked because it's easy to say, well, let's build a structure and everything will fall into place. And I think um, my father in the army was a logistics general. So you'll always hover back to logistics, logistics. That's how you win wars. And in this case, logistics is how you get um, development work done. And without focusing on those logistics, you don't have sustainability. And if you don't have sustainability, you can't serve 40,000 people a year. Sure, sure, exactly. Well, how, um, your website, aqua-africa.org, mm-hmm. right? And they can find out more on that. But um, how can uh, folks who want to help uh, th- this project get involved? What's the best way to do that? Well, they could go on Giving to this Tuesday. Um, we have an online campaign going. It's called the Two Towers Campaign, and you can find it at um, aqua, A-Q-U-A dash Africa. I'm guessing you know how to spell Africa, mm-hmm. dot org okay. um, or net. And on there is the Two Towers Campaign, and um, whatever you're able to do, whatever um, you're able to support, Financially, it means a great, uh, tremendous deal to us to have a financial support, but also um, go on that website and contact us if you want to help in any way in terms of providing engineering support or logistics support. Okay, great. Uh, Kelly, any final thoughts? Um, You can also go to um, mylittlepatient.com as well, and if there's any medical providers that would be interested in being able to help support the hospital once it's built, um, we're going to be very involved in trying to make sure that there's volunteer teams and stuff that go over there to assist the area. Okay, great. Well, we're going to uh, we'll, we'll provide this segment for their website. So if uh, if you're out there listening and want to pass along uh, this message to anyone, we would really appreciate it, and we'll have that uh, segment up there on Monday. So uh, thank you so much uh, for for coming in. Uh, anything else, uh, Bowie? Any final thoughts? Uh, well, thanks for having us, and yeah. Yeah. thank you very much. We're pleased to have you here, and we're really grateful for for the the good things that you're doing, and it makes us proud to have these things happening in Omaha. So we commend you and wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back here on America's Healthcare Challenge very shortly. Got to take a quick halftime timeout, but when we come back, I'm going to break down, like I said before, uh, the uh, administrative costs uh, versus government-run uh, Medicare versus uh, private insurance. Which one makes the most sense? 
You'll have to uh, check it out uh, when we come back. By the way, healthreformexplained.com for this segment and others. Or if you want to uh, listen to us on your mobile phone, uh, we have a SoundCloud page with over 600 segments of the program. And we will be right back. <laughs> 